two of The Adventures of Marcus Little, starring Nate Kelly as our hero, begins shortly with this continuation of our feature story, Tall Tales and Small Rewards. I popped into my office to give Lieutenant Levinson a ring. While it was never a sure thing, tonight proved fruitful, and Levinson mentioned that a pair of human haulers liked to wet their whistle at the old pink dog saloon when the working day was done and occasionally they got a little drunk and heated in their conversations, and would have to be told to mellow out by someone with a badge. It was a long shot, but for some reason this seemed like the right path to take now. So I threw the Chevy into gear and told Itty to hold tight, as we tore our way to the old pink dog saloon. Hey, if you want to start handling the driving, then be my guest. The old Pink Dog Saloon was the kind of place you ended up when you'd already spent an entire evening striking out, and you wanted to see if personal danger might be in the cards for you. Dive probably undersells the qualities the establishment tended to highlight, but it wasn't that the place was filthy, or something that might fall apart itself. Rather, the ambiance of the clientele, mixed with the dim lighting and terrible liquor, to create a mood that was edgy in a place that was already not well cleaned. It led to some interesting problems for an after-hours joint, so the owners had gotten into the habit of enchanting a door near the entrance. All you had to do was speak the password and the door would open. While I'm not proud, I do tend to keep myself informed about these kind of things. (coughs) Quiet, Eddie. Zuzu's pedals. It also wasn't my first time here. You'd be surprised how many cases cause you to wind up here eventually. But with my unnatural pallor and otherworldly companion, people seem to be staying out of my way. I got myself a bourbon and a ginger ale for Itty, then scanned the bar for two gents I'd seen at the morgue. I just don't understand how you could take that position! Not this again. I thought we were here to have a good time, not talk about some random question of ethics. But it's such a fundamental concept. I would like to know if I'm on the same page as my best friend. If that's the case, why are you the one that always makes fun of me when I answer questions like this? Uh, I just don't see how you don't believe in free will. It's so much more complicated than whether or not I believe in free will. We'd have to have a much longer conversation, defining terms and discussing basic philosophy for days, just so we can both understand each other, so we can have an informed discussion about free will. That just seems boring to me. That sounds like a cop-out from someone who doesn't want to take responsibility for their own actions in the long run. Everything I do and everything I say is my choice. I decided that. There is no force that can make Greg do something he doesn't want to do. And that includes referring to himself in the third person. Just because I don't share your philosophical perspective doesn't mean I don't take responsibility for my own actions. That would be incredibly childish and wouldn't prove anything useful. Look. I want to enjoy my cider and soak in some more music from the 1965 jukebox this place has before I call it a night and dream about catching toads or something. 
Do you know how hard it is to find Spike Jones on a jukebox? <laughs> you really are obsessed with Spike Jones. But someday, we should actually talk about something of substance, you know? <laughs> something that matters. Okay, I'll say this, and then we can move on and talk about the weather or something. It's like Excuse this. Excuse me, can I? Thank you. Yes, what do you... Hey, I know you. You're the guy from the... Other bar, yes. <clears throat> Let's not mention that in a place like this. Of, of course. course. Why are you here? Marcus. Marcus. I, I, I was about to say Marcus. I knew you were Marcus. I never forget a corpse. I, I, I mean, face. But why are you here? We, we don't know anything about you or anything. What are you doing? You filled out the paperwork on him. We even told me he was that detective you read about. We don't have time for this. Look, it's obvious what happened to me. We don't need to go into that stuff. How did I get to the morgue? I need to retrace my steps. You don't know? I think even I could figure this one out. Why does everyone insist on talking down to me just because I'm dead? I'm sorry. That was really mean. You seem nice and I'll stop. What do you mean, mean? Oh, we could have been awful to you, but we weren't. We actually delivered you to the morgue instead of trying to sell you off to some medical student or something even more horrible. We get offers. Be thankful we decided not to be really awful. What happened? Look, we are two resourceful gentlemen that fulfill a need in our community. That's all. Uh, we don't ask a lot of questions at work. Uh, certainly not about the big issues. And we're both very good at our jobs. We've been doing this for years. So if my friend Merlin here has set up a system in the van where we could take unfaithable calls and make a little scratch on the side... And if my friend Greg uses his charm and connections to put the word out that we might be free to do this kind of work... And? Are we not making ourselves clear, Greg? You're fine! It's me, I'm sure! Sometimes I, I stutter, and it's hard to follow. I'll, I'll try this. Marcus! Yes? Someone paid us on the DL to haul you away from that hospital. No questions asked. To the morgue. And to forge the paperwork so it didn't look too fishy. They disguised their voices. You see a whisper on the phone when they call. This happens all the time. We showed up to find your beaten and broken body just inside the door of the hospital that appeared to have been forced open. Do you think that was direct enough? I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened, word for word. Eddie says you're being square, so I'll consider your words worth this much. We should cover one more round. Well, I like you too, Mr. Ghost. But I don't know if you'll believe me when I say you don't like the name Itty. Let's go. He seems like someone who has no choice in the matter anymore. I don't know. Maybe he has more free will than either of us. After a long conversation that I wasn't sure I quite understood, Itty and I decided we weren't interested in returning to the hospital tonight. 
Too many bad memories for either of us, in light of what the two coroners told us at the old pink dog. <coughs> yes, we can get some Limburger. It was clear that we should return to my office and see if dead people can get a little rest before tackling the problems fresh in the morning. I was about to retreat back into my office when Itty called my attention to an outline, visible through the window of the 24-hour library across the street. It only took a moment for it to register in my mind, and another to make my way to where the outline I saw was. In front of a table, where a number of newspapers and a pad of paper were evenly spread out. Oh! Sarah Lund? Why is that thing pointed at my back? Because I don't think I could trust someone who would give me a phony name over the phone. Or in person, but we can't always keep all our details straight now, can we? Cut the small talk. Let's go. My office is just across the street, and the librarians here have a strange policy about wisecracks in the stacks. (laughs) What do you know about jokes? You're a ghost. Come on, let me ask a question or two. So who are you really? Let's just say we're kindred spirits. Though, by the look of it, I'd say you and I are about as different as can be anymore. Recent events have not been so kind to me. So, a gumshoe, huh? Should have figured. I would have guessed from your reputation that you'd have had me pegged sooner. But then again, we all have our off days. Yeah, quit stalling. Who are you if you're not Sarah Lund? You made up that name, not me. I just rolled with the punches so I wouldn't get knocked out. I wasn't sure if you were going to fall for it, but you must have been in the right frame of mind to take a hard luck story and assume it was the case, so I laid it on thick. I think I finally see. If that all tracks the way I think it does... The hospital was just something I made up like a guest bed. I remember jogging past it when I lived in that neighborhood, and how the light was always on seemed like it would work long enough to get you out of the way. (laughs) No, it's even simpler than that. Like a certain blind man, I kept limping closer to the answer. But my own incompetence lies at the center of the story. I don't follow. Your case involved the library. Yes, but I take it you wrap things up already. Simple embezzling, I... Needed a nosy neighbor on a shopping errand until the goose was cooked. I... I'm sorry? No, I would have done the same thing, Itty. I, uh... The library is really considerate. They're letting me hole up there until my office is... Well... It's not interesting. Another case, really. I get it. A better P.I. would have pieced it together by now. Guess it is my time, after all. There's a lot of dead people around these days, and you could... You still haven't answered my question. Oh, yeah. It's Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. I'll see you around. Well, this week's show is just full of surprises. You won't want to miss the exciting conclusion when we return to the adventures of Marcus Little right after these messages. How many times has this happened to you? You're tired, beaten down, you're irritable. Your mental and physical health are suffering. You just wish there was some way that you didn't have to face all the tedious decisions that pop up day after day. What you need, friend, is Mertz, the dietary supplement that helps make up your mind so you don't have to. 
A daily dose of Mertz, the little brain-shaped caplet that contains special decision-making nutrients, will give you all the willpower needed to make decisions for up to 24 hours. With a supplement like this, you'll no longer feel lethargic when making decisions at work. You'll have more confidence when picking a restaurant for that big date. And with Mertz as a part of a regular diet and exercise routine, you'll find you are finally the king of your decision-making domain. That's the little brain-shaped caplet available at most druggists. In the vitamin aisle, Mertz helps make up your mind. Take only as directed. Good morning, America. Has the pace of Century City become a little too fast for your taste? You ever want to get away from it all, but you, you still want to keep in touch? Why not subscribe to the Witherstone Gazette, local journalism, the way it was meant to be? We cut to the chase and we give you a story you can't wait to follow. When you open up a fresh copy of the Witherstone Gazette, you can be sure that you're going to find tasteful local journalism conducted by folks who care about our community and focus on stories that are of interest to you. We at the Witherstone Gazette prefer news that's fit to read again and again and will become a source your family can depend on, no matter how far from the hustle and the bustle you happen to move. When you find yourself moving further away from the turn-of-the-century paper, instead, turn to the Witherstone Gazette. We put the local in local journalism. The Adventures of Marcus Little features Nate Kelly as Marcus Little and Jessica Norman as Cindy Baumgarten. Featured in the cast were Jill Honstein as Candy Matson, Heather Sadowski as Johnny Thunder, Sean Royal as Mort Linger, Jeff Parks as Itty, Dash Thompson as Barney, Travis Doan as Fred and Ape, Tim Maloney as Parson Sanders, Don and Horace Withers, Emma Pace Jonas as Betty, David the Weatherman Wills as Merlin, and David Little Fyodor Lichtenberg as Greg. Also featured were Jason Ramey, Kelly Taylor, Jessica Ramey, Jesse Sutherland, Bella Ramey, Austin Rich, Stella Starr Schaefer, and William R. Harris. Our music was by Brendan Murray and Matt Orifice, and our script was by A.C. Richards. Your announcer was Fred Weiser. The Adventures of Marcus Little can be heard every week here on ABS, the American Broadcasting System. ABS, it's what's on. This is ABS, the American Broadcasting System. <laughs> Yay.